Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of 1 Corinthians. This week, our text concentrates on the first part of a two-week study concerning spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 Verses 1 through 7 states, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to the mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus is accursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of ministries, and the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Please follow along with Pastor Harris as we study today's portion of this week's message entitled, Don't be ignorant about spiritual gifts, part one. Uh, Today, we're going to start 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And in what I anticipate being two parts today and the next one, uh, perhaps this Wednesday night, we will survey all of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and then we'll keep going. And I think we're even going to get to um, Paul's part about the resurrection before Easter. We'll, We'll see how all of that plays out. As we come to 1 Corinthians 12, we arrive at the subject of spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts is part of the teaching of the New Testament, and this particular subject has received a totally unbalanced amount of attention from Christian writers and speakers in the past several decades. It's actually mentioned just in four texts in the the New Testament, but it is the focus of countless books and sermons. The main reason for that lately is the excessive interest in this subject due to um, some aberrant teaching and some abuses that have come in the charismatic movement and affected people in many ways. Well, spiritual gifts are important to understand because they are directly connected to the New Testament metaphor for the church as a body. And in conjunction with 1 Corinthians 12, we're going to summarize all of those New Testament passages on spiritual gifts so we can give you a background and a foundation of biblical information for the study of each text in its own context. So we're not really going to do an exposition per se of 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 7 today, but we're going to cover that much of 1 Corinthians 12. We're going to have to back up next time. We'll look at verses 1, 2, and 3 in some detail. But I want to uh, today begin to give you 12 truths about spiritual gifts. You have a whopper of an outline published for you in your bulletin, and you can fill in some blanks as we go. As I said, our primary text is 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 7. 
And in case your wheels are turning and you're wondering, now what are those passages directly relevant to the subject of spiritual gifts? What's well, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14. Most people wrench chapter 13 out of its bread of the sandwich, which is verses 12, uh, chapters 12 and 14. And then there's Romans 12, 1 through 8, Ephesians 4, 1 through 16, and 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 7 through 11. You study those four passages, you're going to have a very good grasp of what the Bible teaches about spiritual gifts. So let's dive in, and I'm going to use a new word that I learned at uh, Shepherd's Conference this year. This is going to be a two-part lermon. A lermon is a cross between a lesson and a sermon. It's going to be a lesson delivered as a sermon. It's going to be a sermon that is a lesson, and I trust it will be edifying to you. So, 12 truths about spiritual gifts. Number one, it is crucial for you to understand spiritual gifts. We see that right at the very beginning of this chapter, chapter 12, verse 1. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, he's switching subjects from something he'd been doing. Now, concerning this thing that you asked about, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware. When he says, I don't want you to be unaware, he uses a Greek word for unaware, agnaeo, which means to not know or to be ignorant. If that doesn't sound like a strong enough exhortation to you, the Latin translation of the Greek word agnaeo is ignoramus. Well, that would be the noun. Ignorant would be the adjective. Ignore would be the verb. So it's important that we study and apply these things uh, that we need to learn about spiritual gifts. Second of 12 truths about spiritual gifts. Gifts are things the Holy Spirit does. Gifts are things the Holy Spirit does. If you look carefully at 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 7, which we're about to do, you're going to see five different ways spiritual gifts are described. It'd be like looking at your car and you could say, it's made of metal. Uh, It has four wheels. It has windows around. It has an engine. It has an exhaust. All those things are exactly true. But you have to put it all together to understand what a car really is. Now, besides the five different ways in these seven verses, there are also two words that I'm going to show you in Ephesians 4, 7, and 8. And these are very important for a thorough understanding of gifts. Now, we're going to devote an inordinate amount of our time or an unbalanced amount of our time to this second of these 12 because this is the most important part of what we need to learn this morning. The crucial matter to understanding to understand concerning spiritual gift is that when we discuss spiritual gifts, what we're actually talking about is ways the Holy Spirit uses people to do the work of God on earth. So here come those five descriptions of spiritual gifts from 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 7. We start again with chapter 12, verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware. The first word that describes these things would best be translated spirituals. I put gifts in brackets. Uh, Your Bible probably puts gifts in italics in that verse because there's no word for gift in that verse. From the context, we put together the the concept of spiritual gifts. There's no problem with translating it that way, but understand that the Greek word is actually just the word for spiritual, and it's plural. Uh, it's, it 
it means something which belongs to or something which is actuated by the Holy Spirit. A legitimate translation would be things of the Spirit, things having to do with the Spirit. Everything described under this um, collective term, spiritual gifts, is in fact an activity of the Holy Spirit. We could paraphrase verse 1, I don't want you to be ignorant concerning the things the Spirit does. That would be legitimate. So the summary of this one is that the primary way the Holy Spirit ministers to people is through Christians, gifts given to Christians to do the things of the Spirit. Now we skip down to verse 4. As I said, don't worry, we'll get back to verses 1, 2, and 3 as they fit in the context before we leave chapter 12. This time he says, now there are varieties of, and here is the word, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. The word translated gifts is a word that came directly over into English just by switching from one alphabet to another. It is the word charisma. It comes from the root charis, which means grace. When you put ma, M-A, mu alpha, on the end of it, you mean a, a work of grace. Like we have uh, baptisma, that which is produced through baptism, which describes the work of the Holy Spirit later in this, in this chapter. But this word means a grace gift, a manifestation of grace, a free gift, an endowment given by the Holy Spirit from the grace of God, or an endowment of the grace of God from the Holy Spirit. By the way, this very same word is used in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, uh, yeah, Romans 6, 23, for eternal life. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift, the charisma of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. And yes, you're right, the word charismatic comes from this word, and that's a wonderfully accurate word to describe Christians. Every believer in Jesus Christ is charismatic in that every believer has a grace gift. Now, it's very unfortunate that in the last uh, half century or so, the term charismatic has come to be limited in modern use to those who hold to only a certain set of aberrant beliefs about certain of the gifts, the, the, the miraculous gifts. So what do we take away from this word? We understand that part of God's grace to you in Jesus Christ is He has given you a spiritual gift to enable you to be His servant. And that leads us to the very next word, which is in the very next verse. And there are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. This time the word is ministries. It is a translation of another word that found its way into English. The word ministries is the word diakonia which means service. A deacon is one who serves, a servant. A diakonia is a service itself or a ministry. To minister to someone means to serve them. A spiritual gift is for the purpose of enabling a person to serve for the glory of God. The purpose of your spiritual gift is that the Holy Spirit can use you to serve others. If you uh, profess Christ and you are not involved in serving, you're not doing God's will for your life. We just studied God's will a while back. Remember I said the emphasis is always on doing it, not finding it? Well, here you know what it is. It is that you be serving. And if you're professing Christ and you're not serving, you're giving everyone who hears your profession of faith in Christ reason to believe that it's not true because you've been gifted for this purpose. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.